Good evening and welcome to another edition of Sky Blues Fans TV. Tonight, myself, Glenn Watkin, are joined by Mark Whittle, who is a Blackburn Rovers fan. We will be obviously looking forward to next Saturday's game uh, when Blackburn Rovers make the trip to the CBS. We'll also obviously be talking a little about Tony Mowbray and some of the other connections between Coventry City and Blackburn Rovers over the year. So, first of all, thank you for joining us, Mark. Um, if you'd just like to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, obviously how long you've been following Blackburn Rovers for, etc. Yeah, thanks, Glenn. Uh, yeah, so uh, my name's Mark Whittle, uh, so I'm a big Rovers fan. Um, I've been following Rovers now since, uh, well, probably 30, around 30 years now. Um, so first... I just first started getting into Rovers. I think it was the 90-91 season. Um, and we were in the what is now the Championship. Um, and we were in the lower half of it, if you will. We were, like, we were always around the bottom six, bottom eight. I think I was about nine years old when it was my first game. Um, and then the year after, um, obviously with Jack Walker taking over the, the club, um, Kenny Dalglish soon came into the club as manager. So it, it was an absolutely fantastic time to, to get support in the, the club. And the rest, they say, is history. I think, uh, as I said, you know, it were all of a sudden, it, you know, we were in the Premier League and then a few, what, three, four years later, and we're actually winning the Premier League. And um, I don't think, you you know, the, the rise, how it happened so quickly, um, I don't, I'm not sure you'll you'll see that ever again. And um, so yeah, so I said, I, I mean, I, I'm originally from just out the outskirts of Preston. So a lot of people always say, well, you know, how come you you follow Blackburn? And um, you know, that I do get a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of banter with with, with the people near me who support Preston and things like that. Um, but when I grew up, I was always between Preston and Blackburn, and um, yeah, so I went with Blackburn as I said, and then the the, the, um, the Jack Walker era, and I was, you know, very proud really to um, and privileged to, to to see that era, and then and then obviously the, the last few years under um, under the new regime and since Benkers and everything, and it, it's been a bit up and down, and I'm sure you guys you'll you'll know yourself obviously with um, with with owners and takeovers that it, it doesn't always go according to plan so um so yeah 30 years it, it, it when i say it like that it sounds uh, an awful long time but it, it seems like it's gone very quickly really yeah actually uh, my first season following Coventry it was 92 93 so that was I think that was obviously the season that you guys got promoted into That's into right. the into the Premier League. So, um, ironically enough, my first football game was actually Aston Villa. I went and watched Aston Villa play Wimbledon. That was when Villa were quite a good side, and they were obviously ch- uh, challenging Man United for the for the title. And then obviously I went to watch Cov. Um, then my second game, we beat Liverpool five one. 
Um, and that was basically history history after that. Um, I actually, Blackburn Rovers is one of those weird games, uh, teams we played, because it was never a dull game when we played them. Um, I remember getting, I remember as, um, I think it was the, I don't know whether it's 92, 93 season or was it the season after? I know we won 5-2 against you guys, because I always remember it because um, Mick Quinn scored a couple and Lee Hurst scored an absolute pile driver past, um, I think it, might have been Bobby Mims. I Bobby don't think it. Bobby Mims. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I, yeah. I, yeah. And it was. It was a midweek game. Yeah, it was, and um, and we were just yeah. we just. Um, but then I also remember other games where we went up to you and got absolutely destroyed. I think Sutton and Shearer ran riot yeah. games, yeah. but yeah, it, it was obviously because we've been we've been chatting about the organisation. I did a bit of look back at the obviously history between the two clubs, and it's obviously surprising how many players have played for both yeah. clubs. Uh, and also the games, like, obviously I could talk about the 5-2 game. Um, I remember another game at Highfield Road. I don't know whether it was a season you won the league or we or we, we hindered you from winning the league. I know we won 2-1 um, and I think June and Derby scored twice. I know it was on Sky. I think you guys had Ian Pearce up front. But I can't remember whether that was a season you won the league or you were chasing it and then it was the following season. Um, on it, it was but... the season before, yeah. It was the yeah. night it was 94, um, and I think it was, I think it was actually the game where it actually United then um won the title. I think they needed that result at Coventry for Coventry to beat us, and they either had to win the next game to secure the, the league or it, they won it on that night. So I've got vague mem- memories of that, and um. Yeah, like you said, it was it was two nil or two one. Um, but yeah, I, I, that that was the season. Yeah, it was the season before that. It was, it was 93, 94. Yeah, and then obviously uh, the, the the other infamous game that comes to mind. I think it was a season you guys went. I don't know whether you went the whole season and did win an away game, and we beat you five nil. Right. Um, and I think Chris White played one game for us and scored. He joined on loan, and we were in. A, we, I think we we're in quite a wretched won a form, but we absolutely just just destroyed you with an orange ball and won five nil and yeah. Um but it's just and then obviously in more recent memory we've obviously played you guys I think we played obviously in the FA Cup where um we won four one at your place. I think yeah. when the I think it was under Ian Dowie and then obviously I think we drew with you in the FA Cup two two and obviously beat you at the Rico as it was at the time. Obviously it's now the CBS and then we went on the run and played I think it might have been Chelsea in the next round. I can't remember. I know we played Chelsea in the quarterfinal. So, yeah, it, it's quite um, ironic, obviously, given the trajectories of the club. Obviously, Blackburn were, were a massive club and obviously went on to play European football. And then, obviously, you've you've kind of dropped down into, like, League One. The same, obviously, Coventry dropped down to League Two. And then we've both kind of uh, found our own, own ways back. Um, obviously, just looking at, where Blackburn are obviously at the moment. You've obviously got Tony Mowbray in charge, who is somebody who polarises opinion in the Coventry City fan base because he was arguably a manager who gave us some of the best football we probably had aside from the spell under Mark Robbins, um, probably first time and obviously now second time around. Um, but also he kind of left us in such a mess that we were always doomed to fail that season. Um, obviously, he's had four years with you guys. Um, he's, he's obviously out of contract, I think, in the summer. 
there's obviously been speculation. I know there was rumours of him going back to West Brom, which seems a bit surprising uh, to me. What, what's, what's your opinions on, on Tony Mowbray? Because he, he's his manager who seems to a lot of polar ways fan bases. Uh, I, I think you'll speak to a Middlesbrough fan or say one thing about him and, and another another Middlesbrough fan will say something totally different. So it, it's just quite interesting. What what would your take on him be? Yeah, and absolutely that. I, I think um, just exactly what you say. And I think, you know, seeing what a lot of Coventry fans have said and Middlesbrough fans have said, it, it seems like that trend has, has carried on into into his career at, at Rovers, I actually, um, I actually felt he should have gone at the end of last season. Um, and again, he divided a lot of fan base. You know, I think on Twitter it, it was it was trending uh, Morbury in, Morbury out. Who was on which side? Um, I, I I personally felt that he's, you know, he kind of done enough, and it was kind of coming towards an end at the end of last season. Um, Obviously, he stayed, and he and he's gone into the final year of his contract at, at Rovers. Um, there's no sign of, of any further deal being put on the table at the moment. Um, but I think that's just how Venkis work. They don't really seem to have a, a long-term vision or plan too far ahead. Um, and at the start of this season, obviously, when we lost the likes of Adam Armstrong, um, you know, you look you're looking at it. And you're thinking, well, you know, we'll we'll, we'll under Morbury, you know, I, you know, we felt that he's probably taken us as far as he can last season. So you, you're probably thinking, all right, maybe bottom seven, bottom eight. Surprisingly, we've we've been up there most of this season. Um, a lot of the older pros left as well in the summer, so it's been a it's been a young squad. And the one thing I will give Morbury credit for is that. He has brought a lot of the young lads through, and that's probably because of the restrictions with with money anyway with recruiting. And um, but he's, he he has put um, he's, he, you know the academy uh, you know it's been brilliant, and he's given the kids a chance, and they've come through the likes of John Buckley, Lewis Travis. Um, so he, his his hand was kind of forced really that. Um, you know, we, we had to go with this young squad this season and they've, and they've exceeded expectation. Um, as we're getting on now into the latter stages of the season, I think it's showing now that the lack of depth in the squad and that the, the young lads are getting a bit tired. Um, so I do think we, we, we are going to start tailing off. Um, but yeah, so, and, and you know, I've been, I've been speaking a lot with with other fans recently about about it um about Morbury and you know if we get into the top six that's brilliant um you know we'll and, and see see what happens in the playoffs personally I don't think we'll get in the top six now um and I think with Morbury being out of contract in the summer I think it just brings it to a a, a natural end in my opinion I think you know he, he will have been at the club over five years um. As he said, it's been up and down as it pretty probably was at Coventry and, and Middlesbrough. Overall, he's, he's done a he's done a great job. You know, when you when you look at where we was when he took over, you know, he has put some foundation back into the football club. Um, and if he is to leave, he's certainly leaving us in a stronger position uh, to when he, he he took over the football club. 
Um, but yeah, I, I just feel with Morby, he's just, um, you know, he seems to get you so far and then he, he just can't seem to, um, he just can't seem to take you onto that, onto that next level. And, and I, I do think we need some, some fresh, fresh ideas now. And um, as I said, these last seven games might really surprise me. We might hit a bit of form again. We might cement that spot in the, in the top six. Morby gets a new contract in the summer. I don't know, but I think I'm just thinking that um, I, I personally think we'll, we'll drift off a little bit now, um, and I think it'll just be thanks, Tony. You've done a great job, um, thanks for everything you've done. But, but, but we need we need to move on now. And um, but as you as, as you said at, at, at the start, that um, he does very much divide opinion in fan bases, and he's very much done that in the last two or three seasons. There's been a lot of debates on social media and, and local um supporter chats and you know and everybody's got their own opinion um so i know it's been quite a bit of a long answer to, to that question but um but yeah i think um i think for me you know um it, it's coming to a natural end i would say now definitely just thinking about obviously listening to what you were saying it, it, you could probably substitute gareth southgate's name in for that it, it, is it is it his perception? He never comes across to me as somebody who would throw teacups or or really like laying to the players. He, he always has. Yeah. I don't, defeatist attitude is probably the wrong phrase, but I, I know like you'll use Mark Robbins' example. I know Mark Robbins probably in the media he's very respectful and, but I can I know from speaking with people who've been involved in the club that if you cross him you're in big trouble and and, and he will lay the law down I think with Mowbray he just has this demeanour where he, he just it's like the weight of the world's on his shoulders yeah. um, and that I don't think that to me as a person I don't think that would ins- inspire me um, inspire, yeah. yeah and I think that's what obviously with Southgate Southgate's got this perception as he's a, he's a nice guy and I would say that with Tony Mowbray he's, he's a nice manager he's not the sort of manager I see getting a touchline man for 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 laying into a referee but maybe it doesn't seem to have that passion and drive maybe you look at like the new Leeds manager like Jesse yeah obviously he's quite a, a quite like um, physical presence you can see him on the touchline in motion and not kicking every ball I think maybe that maybe that's maybe maybe he's the old the old school manager that may, maybe that isn't the the way that the modern footballer needs um on it um obviously just looking back at Mowbray obviously your season this season has been quite blighted by injuries um and obviously it has been in the past few seasons um obviously we had a similar thing at Cov where we we seem to have a lot of injuries is there any particular reason you would think that that happens seems to happen regularly under Mowbray so it's a lot and it tends to be like muscle injuries obviously I think also knee injuries as well I think you guys have had a few players you've gone down with cruciate ligaments or medial ligaments etc even just this season we had the same on, on the season where we were tearing it up and then we lost nearly our entire defense <laughs> due to injury yeah. Yeah. And it, well it's interesting you say that that it's happened at other clubs as well because like i said it's happened a lot like a lot of the muscle injuries and things like that um it, it could be anything really i mean it could be the way that they train uh, i know Mowbray is um he does go on about you know the the players in 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 training and how how 
they train with a lot of intensity and you know he expects a lot from them um but it, you know you, you 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 do ask yourself that you know why what you know why do we seem to be keep getting these same injuries so uh, you know and it's it's season after season and as you said it could you know muscle injuries knee injuries whatever but it, it does seem to be you know i know every club can say about the, their injuries to, to players but it, it you know it, you, you have got to ask yourself that question is it, is it something that's happening in, in in training is it the way that they're being trained i don't know it's an interesting one and just you were saying that that you know that it's happened at previous football clubs as well so i suppose you know you you just never know if is it bad luck i, I just don't know but um it, yeah it, it, it does seem to happen an awful lot i mean you look at uh brereton diaz uh his injury now i i, I do see that a lot because of the travel you know that obviously we've been playing for chile uh this season um that's not helped and all the traveling um, and the way he picked up his, I don't know if you saw the game when he got his injury at West Brom on the Monday night football a few weeks ago. You know, it was it was it was it, you know, so innocuous. He didn't do anything, and yet he said, "Oh, it's just a bit of a he's just gone over on his ankle," and, and you're expecting him to be back the week after, and all of a sudden he's 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 now he's now out for he's been out for six weeks, and we're not sure at what when he when he's going to be back. I know there's talk about him possibly being back at the weekend. Um, Chile have um, they've called him over for the games um, this this week, and even though he's not, he's certainly not hundred percent fit. But yeah, no, it, it is a thing that you, you do see with more of these teams that for some reason you just pick up these injuries. I don't know what it was like when he was at, at Coventry as well, but it, you know he will come out and not really tell you the full story sometimes, and. Um, you know, so, oh yeah, I know he might be back next week, he might be this and that, and end up, so, you know, you're out for a month. And um, so, yeah, and, and just going back to your point as well about um, when you're saying about the, the weight on his, on his shoulders as well, and um, and I think you used the word inspiring, and that's certainly been what we, you know, I've said and, and, and other fans have said recently that we've, we've watched some of his post match interviews. The Derby one in particular, when we won three one um, a couple of weeks ago after being one 0 down at half time, and he said he he said in that post match that he, he doesn't like to be aggressive in the dressing room with the players, but he felt he had to be on that occasion. And you could tell something had happened at half time because he just came out a completely different side altogether. Um, but he just completely looked um, at the end of that game. He just completely looked. Like he'd had enough, and um, I, I, there's a part of me that's thinking, is he thinking now to himself at the end of this season, has he had it? Has he had enough himself? You know, he's out of contract. Is he just going to walk and think, I've had enough anyway? Can I be dealing with it? So, yeah, you made you know an interesting point with, with that. But it, as I said, you, you know all too well. It's you know we you know Coventry fans don't know too all too well and. It just sounds like a very, very um, familiar picture, really, from what you're saying. To be honest, yeah, it's just, it's just, it is like I said. When I've done a bit of research, you can you can see the pattern. Obviously, that yeah. that season, we we were flying, and then I think we won 
can't remember if it was one in 15 or one in 10, something ridiculous. And we ended the season quite well, which was quite ir- irony, but he literally ran Adam Armstrong into the ground. Um, he, he literally didn't really get a break. Um, we were obviously very reliant on um, a couple of lone players. Um, we obviously we sold Madison on the deadline day, which kind of didn't help and probably didn't really want it to happen. Um, but then he made some bizarre signings. Um, we went and got Stephen Hunt, who hadn't kicked a ball for ages. Um, uh, we went and got Peter Ramage, uh, Darius Henderson, and we had some good youngsters um, in the FA, in, in lot who were doing well, had got the FA Youth Cup, and he didn't want to play them. And he got and got a load of journeymen in. I know, obviously, from seeing a few Rovers fans, I think you've got a young lad, James Vale, who's been banging a few goals in from the 23s. Obviously, you guys haven't scored goals at all, really. No. <laughs> I think you had a drought. And, and he, he, he doesn't seem, yeah, he doesn't seem to want to obviously give give him a chance. And that we had a lad called um, Basala Sambu, who's he's actually at crew now, and he didn't want to give him a chance. We had a young centre-half, Kian Harry's, who he didn't really want to play. We had a young left-back, Ryan Haynes, He's probably been proved right on when you look long term where they've gone. They're not playing at any. They're not playing championship football. They've gone and majority of them are playing league, league two or lower reaches of league one. So he's probably been proved right. But I, I do think with Tony Mowbray, there is this stereotype that he's very short term manager. He's just this season. Obviously, he's quite reliant on on loanies. Um, obviously, like you you've said, obviously he goes in the summer. You've got. I think five, you've had six lads on loan, I think, this season. One one who hardly played for you and come back to, to Liverpool to not play. Obviously, if they all go in the summer, that's five players out your squad. Yeah, I think most Blackburn Rovers fans expect Brenton Diaz to not be at you, at you next season. For, because I'm pretty sure we'll go. And, and, then, and then it's just like, it's like how we were at Cov. We obviously... The season, the summer, he he obviously decided to w- work his Mowbray magic. We lost John Fleck, we lost Adam Armstrong, Joe Cole, Jacob Murphy went back on loan. Pretty much all our loanies went. Um, he decided that he'd sell our captain Vince Lott to can't remember where we sold him to Crawley Town. He might have been for seventy five thousand pounds and went and signed Jordan Turnbull who the fact that he's playing at Salford City now and <laughs> it wasn't the most inspiring signing um, and then pretty much scratted around on deadline day to go and get some loanies in who weren't really up to the standard and he went for players that probably he put his eggs all in one basket and didn't seem to have a plan a plan B plan whereas B. I would think with Mark Robbins now I think we do probably put our eggs in baskets for players, but we always seem to have a plan B or plan C on it if that falls through on it. And obviously there's wanting to get a target you want in, and that's totally understandable. But I think with Mowbray, it's just, I think there is too much of a reliance on loan players. I know with Coventry City this season, I know our Dave Body's come out and said he wanted to remove the reliance on loan players. I think at the moment we've got... Um, I think we've only got two, which is Matson and Clark, Clark Salter. And obviously Clark Salter is out, potentially out of contract in the summer, so we could get him. So it's not like we're over, we've got like five or six like you guys. 
you guys have had. So would you say that's a fair concern with Rovers fans, the moment that they do think he's kind of over-reliant on loan players that probably you're not going to get back next season or the following season on it? Yeah, no, I think I think that is, is, is a fair assumption. I think, uh, I think you've pretty much hit, hit the nail on the head with that and I think that's how we do think. And it's, you know, we, like I said, you get these loan players in. You're starting afresh every season, aren't you? That's the thing, you know. Um, you know, and then one of your players, you know, last season had a monstrous kick form. You know, he's going to get sold. You won't get a replacement in. Thankfully, this season we've had Ben Brereton Diaz stepped up. Uh, he's, you know, filled that that void. He'll end up going. Um, and, and I think this is the thing that there doesn't ever feel um, a, a long term plan. So you know, no matter where you know whether we we would get promoted or we're staying in the championship. I think the one thing that disappointed me was was January. I think this is where I would I've all I've said this about more in, in every season. January's never been good enough. We, we've and in the past couple of seasons, we've always seemed to have been in a good position. Um, either where this season we've been in the top six, or in previous seasons we've just been outside the top six. And you think, right, January, go and go and get somebody in, push on. And and this this was, you know, it annoyed me again this January. We bought the lad Ryan Hedges from Aberdeen, um, which you know he was out of contract at Aberdeen in the summer, but we you know we wanted to get him in now in January. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a believer that if you're going to buy somebody, they should be ready for now. And again, he's brought him in, and he's not using him. He's getting 10 minutes here off the bench, 15 minutes here. So we're not really seeing anything of him. So with Brereton Diaz getting his injury, you know, obviously, you know, we wasn't to foresee that. We've not had anybody to come in. Like you, you mentioned the young lad, Jack Vale, that we've got. You know, he's clearly not ready yet. Um, but, you know, we bought Ryan Edges. I know he's not an out-and-out striker as such. But it's like, well, you've bought him. Why are you not playing him? And this is the only thing with Morby in, in his interviews. He says, well, you know, I've got, got this, like, not quite ready yet. And I think, not, you know, January was the time. He said there were funds there to, to spend. Go and get somebody now that can come into the team and can get 10 goals and cement the playoffs. And, and that, to me, is the biggest frustration. And, and we've been in good positions before. As I said, whether we've, we've just been outside the playoffs thinking that we'll push and then this is what happens and then and then the second half of the season, um, you know, the February, March time, you know, we, the, the squad gets stretched and we get a couple of injuries and, and we just fall away. And so that that's the, that's the one big criticism I, I would have of him is that, you know, um, I know money's not always there to spend. Um, but, it, but Januarys have always been a big, big failure for me. And um, and you mentioned about Mark Robbins, and I think Mark Robbins is a really good manager. Um, watching from afar, whatever club he's, he's been at and managed, I think he, I, I'm a really big admirer of him. Um, and you said about you know having a plan B or a plan C, and and, and Mowbray, you know that again, he, he doesn't have that. I don't think. I think if plan A is not working. There's no plan B. You know, we stick at plan A until it works. And so, yeah, it's it's frustrating, Glenn, to be honest. Uh, and and again, you know, you you pretty much hit the the nail on the head anyway because you know, you, again, you 
you've you've seen you you you've had him as your manager. You know, you you've been there and you've seen it. So yeah, yeah, frustration is is definitely the the word I would use to be honest. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I know from uh, we were obviously in some similar situation in January that Cough fans were saying splash the cash, but I, I suppose the scenario with you guys and us is you obviously have the Adam Armstrong money, which I know obviously because of COVID and stuff they would, but Blackburn would have probably had more money than Coventry. Coventry had to wheel and deal and loan a striker out to get a left back in because we knew we needed a left back in, and that was a position we were we were struggling in. Um, obviously. Um, Talking about left backs, um, Ryan Giles, um, you've got probably one of the best attacking or chance creators in the championship, and he hardly kicks a ball, or when he kicks a ball for you, he plays right wing back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's just bizarre. Perfect example. Um, and when he did bring him on, uh, again, I don't know if you know you, you saw or heard anything about the game against Derby. Again, he was sat on the bench for that. He brought him on, and his and his contribution was getting to to the byline, putting in a pinpoint cross. Sam Gallagher nodding home. Sam Gallagher's another perfect example, you know. And I know he gets a lot of criticism, uh, especially from you know from from Rovers fans. And we spent all this money on him. He's not scoring. Mowbray insists on playing him out out on the on the right. Put him in the middle. You know, put, let's just put him in the middle. And again, in the second half against Derby, you know, put, I don't know, football's a simple game, isn't it, really, when you think about it. You know, Giles puts a ball across, Gallagher heads it in. And it's like, but why are we not doing this all the time? You know, I think in the first half, Bradley Johnson was playing as a false nine. You know, <laughs> when we saw the team line up, you know, you're turning around to people in the, in the crowd and you're going, is this right? Is this right what we're seeing? So, you know, I don't know. You just you're just scratching your head a lot of the times, and you know, again, I'm not a football manager, and and, and and you know things like that. But again, you know, Giles is a perfect example. Brought him in in January, like with Hedges, spent most of the time on the bench. Well, why bring these lads in if they're not going to be in your first team? And if they are going to be in your first team, put them in the right positions. Put them in the, in the positions that you you bought them for. Um, so yeah, it's just missed opportunities, and as I said, I, I think this this will come and bite us because I, I you know, I don't want to sound like I'm being negative, but I don't think we'll finish in the top six now, and and I think, you know, it's a real missed opportunity with the position that we was in, you know, we were up to third place, you know. And, and, and it was going to take some collapse to fall out of that top six, in all honesty. And that's exactly what it's been. I think what, what have we got? Is it six goals in 15 matches? And, and three of those were against Derby like the, the other Tuesday. So, you know, so other, other than that, we've scored, what, three goals in 14 games. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's frustrating. And this is why I think now, you know, let's just part ways in the summer. Thanks for everything. You know, you've left the club in a better position than what it was when you first come in. Um, but we, we definitely need it. We just need to freshen things up. And that, that's just my opinion. Again, you, you know, the, the, the fan base is very uh, divided. You know, a lot of people say, listen, even if we don't get playoffs this season, Bobby's done a great job. He deserves to stay on. He deserves another contract. 
confused, but for me, I think it just feels like natural end now, and um, you know, let's dive. I think the whole club. I think we need to have a look at the whole club from top to bottom, and and have a have a reset and uh, and, and refresh things. To be honest. No, I, I get that point because obviously, like Mark Robbins does some weird and wacky things, uh, and there was game there was times last season he played one of our young midfielders right wing back, and it turned into a masterstroke. He played the next week against Bournemouth and got absolutely destroyed, but it was against Bournemouth who had Dan Juma, who was probably the best player in uh, best player in the championship. But I think there's a case with managers like Robbins who'll do stuff, and majority of the time he'll be proven right, but. I, I totally see the point of view you're coming from, that if you have a Luton, a Huddersfield, a Millwall, someone like, or even Coventry, if we to pull out a miracle, got in the playoffs ahead of Blackburn, where Blackburn have been, or even a Middlesbrough or a Sheffield United, a West Brom, QPR or a Forest, one of those big teams, the fans of that club will look at it and go, why are they there? Why they're not massively better than better than better than us? We've all due respect, and I say fair play to Luton. We've played them twice. Yeah. First time they absolutely smashed. The second time they scrapped, and they won ugly, and they got up. They had one chance and took it. We had two or three and didn't take take them. But I think there'll be teams that will look at this season and think, yeah, it, it, and even like a bit lower down, like the likes of Stoke and Swansea, they'll look at it and think we've missed it. We've missed an opportunity because. Yeah. If if an unfancy team gets in there, it, it, it'll be um, it'll be uh, it'll be something that'll great. And and I, from what you've said, it, it does echo very very similar to the season under under Mowbray, where I think we had a great one of not conceding goals, and then I think we drew two two at Swindon after being two 0 up, and then just literally the wheels came off, um, and then we just couldn't couldn't buy a win, picked up injuries. And then we actually finished the season really well, but we just give ourselves too too big a too big a hurdle to over overcome. Um, obviously, just before we talk about Saturday's game, um, obviously in terms of teams that have played Rovers, we won't we won't include Fulham because obviously Fulham just destroy everyone except Coventry, which I still can't figure out how we'll how we how we beat them four one when they can whack numerous teams six or seven score six or seven goals past opposition on, um, on a semi-regular basis. Who else who Rovers have played this season in the Championship has, has really impressed you in terms of sides? Um, difficult to say, really, because, you know, there's, there's one, or, one or two sides that have impressed me in different ways. I, I, I don't think anybody stood out in particular. I think, um, I thought when Coventry came to us uh, in October, I was, I, I was very impressed the way that they you came back in in that second half, and again I think that came with again down to the managers and the tactics. Uh, but I did think, you know, or her in particular really um, impressed me. Um, Huddersfield actually impressed me when they came to Ewood. Um, they looked dangerous, even though it was nil nil, um, and they looked very very solid. Um, Forest the other week, they didn't. Again, they didn't seem to have to do very much to, to, to beat us. I know we've, we've been on this bad run. Um, but again, they look very solid. They look like they have three or four players up front that, that could really hurt you. Um, I, I, and, I, and I think with the games in hand they've got, um, I think they'll certainly get in that top six, in my opinion. Um, 
But other than that, do you, you know, think there's, there's not been one team where I've sat there um, and, and felt, oh, this this team this team's really good. You know, what really good team. I think I think a lot of the teams have been very like for like, um, and I, and I found a lot of teams have, have been quite solid and, and compact this season. Um, but yeah, just uh, yeah, probably in this last few weeks, I'd say. Forest were, were the team that I'd, I'd, I was probably thinking, oh yeah, I think these are, and, and I think that we played them at the, at the beginning of February at Ewood, and I, and I remember thinking, yeah, they, these are going to come up, and, and again, I think Steve Cooper is, um, I think he's, I, I personally think he's one of the best managers around, um, and I think, you know, he took Swansea to the playoff final last season, um, where Forest were when he took over this season, compared to where they are now. Absolutely incredible. Um, so yeah, I, I'd go with those teams, but again, you know, I know Fulham destroyed us seven 0 at Ewood, um, and it, it was a, it was a weird game that because you know I, I can't even sit here and think Fulham were absolutely outstanding. Yeah, they, 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 they were of course better than us, and then we went down to ten men early on. Um, but some of the goals were conceded. You could say you know they, they could have been prevented, but. You know the, the likes of Fulham and Bournemouth. You know the, the money that they've got and the squads that they've got. You know, it, they, they, you know they've, they've just got that extra little bit in the final third, and you know they'll, they'll go up to the Premier League next year, do nothing, and come back down like Norwich. And I think that's that's where it is at the minute. I think the, you know, the parachute payments and or I know West Brom have come down. They've got, you know, they, they've had a really really bad season but you know looking at some of what Bournemouth fans have been saying you know on social media and they've not been quite happy with how their their team's been playing or you know Scott Parker and his tactics so so I don't know about like yourself but yeah for me that you know apart from the teams I mentioned there's nothing that's absolutely stood out to me to be honest. I I think the team that probably the team that's impressed me over the two games Actually, like like Blackpool, I thought the two games they played against Cobb. I know we've took four points off them, but you you could probably make a case they probably deserve deserve more. Um, and for what they've got, and they've probably got one of the best players in the championship in 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 Boda. And I think he he's another who won't be playing. But um, besides besides that, um, I, I I agree with you. I think that there's not that. That many, we've played QPR twice and they've beat us. And I think both times we could have we could have took something off them. And I can see why they've hit a bit of the skids now and slid slid down. Um, we absolutely destroyed Sheffield United, but then they they won one in three games, and they're up to they were up into the playoffs. Um, and we absolutely ran right against them, which is really really odd um, on it. So um, and probably the other team that actually really played well against us and you guys obviously suffered against them as well as Hull City. They were brilliant. Um and I know obviously you had a game called off late against COVID and we had a similar situation with Stoke and I, I think both it's kind of put a bit of a fire break in the season which we probably didn't 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 want on it. Um so obviously um just before we talk about net uh net Saturday's game. Um Adam Armstrong um were you disappointed to see him go when he went to Southampton? 
because I, I watched him play for Southampton against us and he looked a bit lost. He didn't look the Abner Armstrong who I've, I've seen play for us. Um, I'm not sure whether Southampton was the right, right move for him. Do you think maybe he'd have been better going to a, a slightly smaller club like a Brentford or a Norwich or someone like that where he's going to play more regularly week in, week out? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, I think that's a fair point. I think that's that's yeah. I think yeah, I'd agree with that. I think um, I, I couldn't say I was disappointed to see him, but I, I don't think it was any surprise after the season he, he, he had. And I think now with clubs, you know, like the Rovers and um, you know, it's like Brighton D as this season. You, you know, you, you're getting all right. They can just the last few weeks have a good season. You know that they're gonna go, um, and I think you know you look at. You look at it from a club's point of view, and you think, you know what? If we're going to come in with what fifteen million, twenty million, you just can't turn that money down nowadays. You know, you've got to take it. I, I just get the feeling with with Armstrong, and, and and I think it's a good point what you made that you know with Southampton the right club, Brentford, you know, like a Brentford or a Norwich could have been a good club. Um, but actually, I mean, again, it might divide opinion a little bit, but I'm not sure if Championships is level. Um, I don't know if Premier League's a bit of a step up. I know he had the, the great season with us last season. Um, I just think sometimes with these players, you know, it's a massive step up to, to the Premier League. You know, you only have to see it now, and you know, you only have to see the teams that come up and they're coming straight back down. And um, I just think with Armstrong, is it is it just a level too too much for him? Um, Time will tell. Maybe, maybe just he's just needed that season to settle in at Southampton. Um, wouldn't surprise me if you know they look at the investment. You know, he might need to get loaned out next season. I, I don't know. Um, same, same could be said for for Brereton Diaz. Who's to say that you know he gets sold in the summer, he goes to the Premier League, and he finds it tough because it's such a big, big jump. Um, but I think if Armstrong had gone, like I said, if he'd gone to somebody, somewhere like Brentford who had just gone out of the Championship into the Premier League, that might have been a better a better fit, really. I think he'd gone to an established Premier League side. Um, and again, I think, you know, Southampton, decent team, you know, mid-table-ish. Um, and I think he's, he's found it tough, unfortunately. Um you can't help but think, you know, it, it, it's all right banging in 20 goals, 25 goals in the Championship. Can you do it in the Premier League? I know Ivan Tony, you know, he's, he's had a fairly decent season at Brentford. So, again, yeah, he, he, he'd have probably been better going to a club like that. If he'd gone to Norwich, you know, they've been struggling all season. Would he, is he going to get as many chances in front of goal? Um, so it's a shame, really, because uh, as I said, I wasn't disappointed to see him go. I think, um, I think for me, it was like it's good to get that money. I think the disappointing thing is once you get that money, it's like you know you, you want to want to see some of it be reinvested, and and you, you don't really. You, you know, like you think, right, we've got that some of the play gone. Where, where's that money going? And um, and the, and again, we'll be in the same we'll be in the same boat again in the summer with with with, uh, with Brereton Diaz. You know, he, he he will move on. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I'd be I'd be very surprised if he's playing for Rovers next season. Um, and again, it'll be interesting to see where his next move will be, how much we actually can hold out for. Um, you know, and but I think levels in football now. I think the gaps are that big. I think 
you know, probably an argument with the gap between the championship and League One now is that that's that's huge as well now. So um so yeah, it's an interesting one. Um but yeah, it's um you know, I hope eventually it does work out for Armstrong because, you know, I think he's a really good lad to be honest. Yeah, I genuinely, I genuinely hope hope it does work out for him. I say because he was really he was really good when when he played for us, but it was just literally he, he was played way too much football and needed a breather, and and he got he got burnt out. Um, and obviously I think he was still going to play games for England, um, uh, at youth level as well. Um, obviously you talk about uh, Broughton Diaz. Um, what what's the latest on whether he's going to play again or or be involved? Um. In our next Saturday's game, I know he's away with Chile. I think at the moment Chile have a have a must-win game. Is there a worry with Rovers fans that he's going to be rushed back by Chile and play when he's not really fit and re-aggravate it? Yeah, it's it's a massive worry. I mean, you know, I don't think he was fit enough to to travel in the in the first place. Um, obviously he's not played for us for what now what, six weeks or whatever it is. Um. But Chile insisted they were going to take him over. He didn't play in the first game, um, but like you said, they've got a must-win game. I don't, know if, I can't remember if that game's is it tomorrow night. Um, I think it's so Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. morning. I think it is. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, who they've got. Night. Yeah, I think um, I can't think off the top of my head who it is because they have two games. No one was the Brazil game. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if he does feature in that. Um, but I, I, I. It, it does all feel very, very rushed. Um, I know, again, Mowbray was very against him travelling and saying he wasn't ready and he was worried that he's going to play. It'll set him back. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting if he does um, if he does play or play some part of the game. If, if he does, then again, with the travelling as well, on top of that, you know, he's not going to get back, what, Thursday? You know, Friday? At, I can't see him being involved on Saturday at, at, at Coventry. Um, I might be wrong, but I just think even if he does play some part um, this week for Chile, um, with the travelling on top, and I think that's what they did last time, all the games and the travelling time. I think it was just, it was just too much for him and he broke down. And, you know, all the hype around the Chile with him being called up with that, it's been brilliant, but I do think that you know, if he hadn't been called up for, for that now, you know, would he have stayed fit? Would he have had a good full season with us? Would he have scored more goals? Would be would be would be further up the table? I mean, it's all if, ifs and buts, really. But um, yeah, if he's involved on Saturday, brilliant. Even if he's on the bench, it would be a massive boost to us. But I I I, I can't see it. But yeah, I, I, all eyes will be peeled on there. Um, on Chile's game, um, like I said, like Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, it'll be, be interesting to see if he's um, if he plays some part in that and if he comes through it. So um, I kind of ask a question as like a double-edged question. Um, how do you want to see Blackburn Rovers attack the game on Saturday at Cov, and how do you think Tony Mowbray will attack the game at Cov? My personal opinion is. I think Tony Mowbray will probably try and be quite negative and defensive and kind of sucker us. Uh, I would love him to go the Sheffield United way and try and take us on as a football match because A, it will be a good spectacle and B, I think we'd probably come off better. But what, what, what do you want to see from Mowbray? Do you just want to go and see him, you know what, we're just going to go for it and if you score two, we'll score three 
attitude rather than that we don't score when you score one attitude that seems to be at, at the moment. Yeah, I think um, I think I think what I'd like to see is both. I think with seven games left now, and obviously where we are, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking now, you know, we've got to go for it now. Um, but as you just alluded to, what what you know we say or what Mowbray does, I think Mowbray will go to Coventry. I mean. We haven't scored now um, for six or seven away games on the trot now, on the bounce. So our away record at the minute's not good at all. Um, so he, he will go to Coventry and keep it tight, negative on Saturday. Um, wouldn't surprise me if plays were like, you know, false nine. Tries and gets the 1 0. Um, it pretty much seems how a lot of our games are going at the minute. We're either winning 1-0 or losing 1-0. Um, but I'd like to see him go a bit more ad- adventurous, you know, play Gallagher through the middle, get Giles on the left, get crosses into the box. You know, let's go for it now. You know, you know, it's a tough, tough game on Saturday. Uh, Coventry got Blackpool at home the week after. You know, tough games now, seven games, you know. And if, if we don't get anything now out of these next two or three games, you know, that you it's pretty much it. It's all over. So the the Reading defeat last week, that that was a, a huge blow. I, I you know I, I really thought we would get something at Reading, um, and and again not to even score. Um, so yeah, if I was a Coventry fan, um, I'd be very optimistic for Saturday. Um, you know, considering that we you know we, we we're seemingly just not scoring on the road at the moment. Um, so yeah, I think Morbury will go. Uh, I don't think he will go for it, as, uh, so to speak. I think he will be. Um, he'll try and pick pick you off and and try and get a, a narrow win. Yeah. Um. In terms, obviously, I could say who's been the player of the season, but it's probably going to be Brent uh, Brent Brereton Diaz. Who would you say has been the unsung hero at Blackburn or heroes for Blackburn this season? He's probably crept a bit under the radar and hasn't got the the plaudits they probably should have should do. Got it. I mean, we've been very solid defensively uh, for large parts of the season. Uh, Jean Paul Van Peck uh, on loan from Brighton has been absolutely superb. He has been a really, really good player. Um, obviously, we're not, you know we're not going to keep him next season, you know, and um, you know I really hope he goes back to Brighton and really pushes a, a, a claim to get into their first team because that. I genuinely really think we're watching him all this season. He, he, he's, he's got, you know, he's got Premier League quality there. Um, John Buckley has had a really good season. You know, young lads played the majority of the season, looking tired now, uh, as I alluded to before, with um, with it being a long season and a young squad. He he started to look a, a bit tired, but when he has been on form, that is when we have been playing at our best. He's been absolutely superb in midfield. Um, and, um, yeah, he, he's had a fantastic season. So, um, you know, there's one of over two players against Scott Wharton. You know, he's come into the team at the back. You know, that back three of Van Heck, Lenham and, and Wharton's been, been superb. Uh, Lewis Travis has had a decent season. Um but yeah, I, I think the, the the two for me would be uh, would be Buckley and uh, and Van Heck. 
Yeah, because I think is am I right in thinking Lenehan's out at least out for Saturday? Well, is he out injured? He's, he's out. Yeah, he's out injured. Uh, ah. They're hoping he'll be back for the week after, but yeah, he's out this week. And, and I think, is it Niambe? I can't remember who. Yeah, again, um, not sure if he's going to be back uh, on Saturday. Again, Niambe, you know, brilliant player. Um, when he's played, you know, well, sorry, when he's not played, you've noticed how, you know, yeah, what a big miss he's been. Again, a player out of contract in the summer, seem, you know, not likely to sign a, a, a new contract. So, again, another one that's going to be out, you know, on a free uh, in Lenehan. Uh, is Rothwell out of contract? Well, he's out of contract. Yeah. Obviously, the world that's all, you know, he, you know, the Bournemouth, yeah. The Bournemouth, which, which I, I don't think. I, you know, personally, I don't think he's been the same player since January. Uh, I think all, since all that happened and, and all the talk of that with Bournemouth, um, uh, you know, it, it just wasn't good for us at the time. So, yeah, and, and none of them are, are looking likely at, at signing a new contract. So, again, you know, big, big players. And, and you know, you do, the worry is, you know, where, where are you going to replace these lads, really? And so, yeah, it's... Um, Bit of a concern, but yeah, Lennon out on on Saturday to, again. You know, he's, he's the, you know the captain. Um, you know, he, he does drive the team, um, and, he, and he's really led the team very well. So, uh, yeah, that that's going to be a, a big miss for us at, at the weekend. That, that that is for sure. Cool. Yeah, because I mean, that's I think that's probably about ten players that you could lose yeah. in the summer potentially. Um. So obviously, I'll, I'll ask you for a score prediction. Assuming Tony Mowbray goes, who who would you like as a as a, as your your next manager? Oh, God, uh, that's a good question. Um, You're not allowed to say Mark Robbins. Yeah, I, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say Mark Robbins, Steve Cooper. Um, I've absolutely not. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've absolutely no idea. I think, um, you know, I can't see it being a, a manager that's already. In a job at a club, um, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who, who's out of work who would fit the bill. And you know, again, that that's the main worry. You know, for me, you know, for Mowbray, it's coming to an end. I feel, you know, the worry under this ownership, you know, with Benkis, you know, all right, he did well getting Mowbray in, it turned itself around a little bit. Again, there's no long-term vision. And knowing our look, it'd be Mark Venus. You don't want Mark Venus. No, we've had Mark, we've had Mark Venus as a manager. It's not a pleasant experience. No, and I've read that in the book. Um, so um, you know, and I'm I'm thinking, you know, I'm, you know, that would just be our luck that you know Morby would step aside and go, and, and Venus would end up getting it. So yeah, no, I've, I've you know at this stage, mate, absolutely no idea. I think it's just um, first and foremost, let's just get to the summer. I mean, wouldn't surprise. It, it still wouldn't surprise me if Morby signed. Signed a new deal, but signed like um, a rolling contract. Mm. To be honest, um, I can see that happening as well. Yeah, I, I do wonder if it that stuff with West Brom that's been linked was was uh, agent talk. Yeah, the the yeah. the the uh, the biggest thing I can say probably about Mark Venus is as bad as Russell Slade was a manager for us. Mark Venus was a hundred percent worse than him, but yeah, I, I know the book you're referring to because one of um, that's the one with friend, um, Adam Slobin writ. But yeah, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a very good read, and yeah, yes. um, Mark, yeah, Mark Venus was yeah uh, was which bizarrely we were doing all right. I think we played Scunthorpe 
and they were near the top and we, we weren't doing too bad and we lost one nil and then the wheels just come off spectacularly we like, i think we lost four nil at cambridge and yeah we were just we just yeah it was just really really it was really it just doesn't he didn't want to be a manager he's got no the nicest possible way he's got no people skills he makes tony mowbray look talkative <laughs> that's the best thing i can say to him yeah, um yeah, yeah. so obviously moving on to deck saturday what what would your score prediction be um i mean obviously i, I always like to be uh like to be honest um i actually think uh, i do actually think we'll, we'll we're gonna score our first away goal in god knows how long um Probably the first one in 2022. I know it's been that long since we've scored an away goal. Um, I'm actually going to go for 1 1. Um, I think um, I just I can't see us winning. Uh, I think Coventry really tough ground, especially with your support as well. Really good support backing behind you. Um, yeah, I, and to be honest, even though we need a win, you know. I'd take a draw providing that, that, that you know we win our, our home game the week after. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say one one. Yeah, well, I I think I think there's probably gonna be goals. I think I could probably see it being a, a probably a three one three two game to carve probably on it. So uh, thank you for joining us, Mark. It's been a pleasure to dissect Tony Mowbray and uh, yeah. compare notes on it. Um, and um, all the best to Blackburn yeah. for the for the rest of the season, obviously excluding Saturday. Um, like I said, we've we've had some uh, good tussles um, over the years, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, been very uh, interesting uh, to talk about it. So. Um, that will be the end for tonight. Um, we're also recording tonight a podcast with um, David Boost that should be released shortly. And we'll obviously be talking about his career at Carve, his um, injury, and also what he's doing work within the Scarboost community. And then we'll be back on Thursday to do a more detailed preview of the Blackburn game and our thoughts on the season so far. So um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Play up, Sky Blues. These are sky blue days. These are sky blue days. The CBS and the SBA will fight to the end and lead the way. Sing out together. Sky Blue Fans TV for the fans, by the fans.